Beware the Astro Zombies. They mutilate, they torture, they kill. Spine-tingling horror, unspeakable shock. We stay here, we are going to die. Of excitement. John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horrorphoria podcast. It is Thursday, normally on Friday, uh, May 9th. John Richards. Andy Gilly. And we and got a special guest here. Special guest today. Uh, yes, I've talked, I talk about her almost every week on the podcast because yes, she's do. a huge horror movie uh, fan. My wife, Sarah. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Welcome to the Horrorphoria podcast. Uh, about time we got you in here. I know that we're going to have a huge discussion about a, uh, uh, a movie that was really huge actually that came out last year but uh right we started off with horror movie news what do we got yeah, horror movie news today yeah uh singer songwriter actor and producer meatloaf was injured at the texas frightmare last weekend meatloaf fell at the 14th annual horror convention in dallas texas and was kept overnight for observation sounds like he'll be okay mm-hmm. he has some kind of spinal condition for quite some time required immediate attention which is why it was such a uh, emergency when he fell uh, last Friday, Bruce Campbell tweeted that something Evil Dead related would be coming out in September. Uh, this was at the same convention where Meatloaf fell, Texas Frightmare. Uh, Campbell later this week said that, or later last week, I guess, said that the tweet had nothing to do with Mortal Kombat 11 because it had been speculated that Ash might be a DLC character in that video Oh, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his reaction when a fan commented about the fact that it was a shame that stars didn't renew Ash vs. Evil Dead for a fourth season led to speculation that the tweet was maybe about a fourth season being released on Netflix or Shudder. Ooh. Yeah, that was kind of interesting to me. Ramey and Campbell apparently said that stars, with the emphasis on that network, would not produce produce a fourth season. So they said, uh, you know, uh, somebody said something like, you know, it's too bad that there won't be a fourth season. And they said, well, there won't be a fourth season on stars. Oh, I got so, you. <laughs> so. Hey, can I go back to the meatloaf thing? Yeah, absolutely. Can, can we start calling them ground beef? <laughs> it sounds like you, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's you went too one. fast. I couldn't get it in there. <laughs> Sorry, I did. Uh, the transition went a little fast there. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it sounds like meatloaf is in a little bit of bad condition. That's maybe a better word for him these days. There you go. David S. Goyer, uh, who wrote The Dark Knight and, uh, and well, Batman vs. Superman, too, uh, as well, uh, you know, is uh, uh, he's working on a new Hellraiser project, a movie described as a reimagining of the original Hellraiser slated for a theatrical release this time. There you go. Lately, Pinhead has been in some pretty sad offerings. Uh, yeah. We, Sarah and I, saw Hellraiser Judgment. Uh, and we did watch the whole thing, but oh uh, I give it maybe a single star. Yeah, I would agree. Pretty bad. I think uh, most of these have been projects for Dimension to retain the rights. Uh, so it'd be nice to see Pinhead in something that's hopefully good for once. Well, I hope they bring back David Bradley. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, and nice. man, I mean, because he, he just he was the quintessential Pinhead. Absolutely. Come right, on. Right. Well, and and like I said, I think the last couple projects have just been for Dimension to keep the rights. So. I don't think they could maybe afford him. I think the last one had a budget of like 300,000 bucks there or something go. like that. Yeah, so Not good. Uh, big news. It Chapter 2 trailer released today. You can see it on our Facebook page. Uh, features Beverly visiting an old lady that lives in her former home in Derry. Uh, of course, uh, It Chapter 2 happens 20 years after the first movie, so Jessica Chastain is now playing uh, Beverly. Mm-hmm. Can't remember who played her in the first movie. But uh, that dropped, and it's on our Facebook uh, Facebook page today. So. I- I'll say this: It's slightly not safe for work because the old lady is um, lacking clothes. <laughs> yeah, I guess in, the, in in yes, in one part that's true. Yeah, I guess that's, that kind of flashback. That's a majority of the trailer, <laughs> and then it right. goes off into you know as the all the character kid characters from the original 
are adults. Right. It, it, mm-hmm. it was actually really cool. So I'm really looking forward to that when yeah. that came out. Absolutely. And we, we saw that in the theater, uh, the first one in the theater. Yeah. I, I think you liked it. You were, uh, you, you, read, you read the book, right? Read the book, saw the yeah. series when it came out, resaw the series several times after that. <laughs> I'm a huge Stephen King fan, so, yeah. 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 So. Not this guy. I know, I know, and we still <laughs> got married. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> yeah, yes. John has to listen to me diss, uh, diss Stephen King almost every week, so. Uh, almost. <clears throat> All right, so that's uh, that's about it for uh, horror movie news. There's actually uh, kind of a lot going on this week. So, uh, horror movie trivia, of course. Uh, up next, you got a question for us, John? I, I do. Uh, yeah. I did it. I asked you yesterday, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to change it. So, <laughs> that's what, what was the first and only horror movie to win an Oscar for Best Picture, Sarah? Ooh. Ooh, I thought I'm going to say Psycho. Mm, no, probably nope. not though. Nope. Andy knew it right off yep, the bat. We, uh, what we, is it? Yep, uh, it is uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yep, 1991. <gasps> oh, sure. Director, uh, was it Demi? He, he did the movie? Yes, yeah. And then uh, yep. Jodie Foster got Best Actress. Anthony yep. Hopkins got Best Actor. Yep. Of course, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I thought you'd get that run right away. I think uh, we were watching that Eli Roth history horror yeah. on Shutter, and it was it, it's they the just, pressure. They it's the pressure it. of the mic in my face. <laughs> that's and, right. Yeah, Sorry about that. You're, you're, when you're not a professional broadcaster like John, you know it, it does it does tend to get you <laughs> professional air quotes. So, my horror movie trivia question for this week: uh, Which big man of horror has, in various media, not necessarily major, major motion pictures, but in in various media, played Leatherface, Jason Voorhees, Freddy, and and Michael Myers. Wow, that's uh, I'm stumped. Yeah, I don't know. It's not Kane Hodder. It is Kane. Hodder. It is it really? Yes, you <laughs> yes. are correct. Kane Hodder, of course, is famous for playing Jason in Friday the Thirteenth, Seventh, Eighth, uh, Eighth, Jason Takes Manhattan, Jason X, and the Friday the Thirteenth video game. Uh, he played Freddy because uh, his hand was shown as in Freddy's glove at the end of Jason Goes to Hell. Okay. That was his hand, so he did play Freddy. Okay. He was a stunt coordinator, appeared uh, as Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, oh. the one with Viggo Mortensen in it. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> one of the many bad ones. And uh, he also played Michael in a parody of Halloween uh, by some YouTube guy where uh, it's like a joke about Michael learning to drive. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All right. A big horror movie event uh, came out last year, and we talked about it in uh, maybe our first couple of episodes. Yeah. We've talked about this one a couple of times. Yeah. So. Halloween. Yeah. Halloween 2018. It, it's a very, uh, very interesting movie. Uh, Sarah and I watched it. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your initial thoughts, I guess? I, I'm interested to hear, because we've talked about it a little bit between our, ourselves. Yeah. So. Well, I know John Carpenter, he didn't necessarily have a hand on it. He he, he uh, kind of re, redid the music, because we talked about him being a composer. So he yeah. redid the music to modernize it a little bit. Okay. Uh, David Gordon Green was your director. It was written mm-hmm. by Green, Jeff Fr- Fraidley, and Danny McBride. Big fan of that guy, southbound mm-hmm. and down. Yeah, we, guy. I said, I'm like, like Danny McBride, like from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> same guy yeah. from Pineapple Express. All those movies. Yeah. Uh, they made it on a budget of 15 million dollars. It made wow. 254.3 million dollars at the box office. That's awesome. And we talked about it a little bit that it it every other Halloween movie after 1978 didn't happen. Right. Right. It, exactly. it was. 40 years later after right. 1970. Right. So that's the premise of this is that the first one happened. We throw out all of the sequels. They never happened. And this takes, this picks up 40 years later after the first Halloween. Yeah. I love the, what they did with, uh, 
Uh, Jamie Lee, Cur- Lee Curtis returns as Laurie Strode, right. the, mm-hmm. the protagonist in the original. Mm-hmm. And she returns just a, a broken person, a very just... I, I loved her character in this. I, I thought it was I thought it was really great. I think it does a really good job of looking at what this kind of thing would do to a person. Um, you know, in 2019, uh, back back in the 70s, uh, I think you know you had some people had that have been Vietnam. There were very few people who had been through some of the awful things that you know today ha- actually happen to people. Mm-hmm. One of the characters actually makes a comment in this movie that, "Hey, Michael Myers stabbed five people. So what?" You know, compared to some of the things that you see in the news, oh, when yeah. you when you put it that way, it's really you know. So there are people who have gone through this kind of stuff, and I think there is a precedent now. People are much more aware of the effects that these kind of traumatic events can have on people. And I thought it was a much more realistic look at uh, what someone who's been through something like that deals with. Uh, Laurie Strode's character in this, uh, I think, was uh, was just fantastic. Yeah. Well, and I really liked, so in the first movie, when Dr. Loomis comes into town, he's trying to convince the cop how dangerous Michael Myers is, and of right. course he's coming here to do bad things. He said, you know, I watched him for 15 years with, he terms it as inhuman um, patience, waiting for this day, waiting for this opportunity, and now you've got Laurie Strode in the second Halloween, who's waited for 40 years, obsessed over the possibility of Michael Myers yep. getting out, whether it be being paroled or breaking out, and so that that kind of inhuman intensity and focus has you know really destroyed her life. Yeah, absolutely, and and like I said, I mean. I, I remember like in the 80s, 70s, and you just didn't, they didn't, people didn't talk. I'm sure there were people who were experiencing this. People didn't talk about PTSD no, and, and things like that. It just wasn't, people weren't as aware of what these kind of events can, can do to somebody. And I think this just really illustrated, uh, you know, the effect that it can have on somebody's life and their family for yeah. that matter. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, uh, with, the, with the way her daughter was taken from her, uh, you know, yeah. after she per- tried to prepare her for this. Right. And, you know, even how it affected her, her granddaughter, you know. Uh, and uh, and I, I really liked what what they did with with uh, the characters in this regarding that. So the, the one thing I liked about it too is it had a lot of good jump scares in it, like it the original did. I mean, it was just yeah. I I think with it you can't really change up the formula that you have this. Okay, you have this expectation that this is going to happen, but mm-hmm. you're like you still have that jump, not like you did when you saw the original when you were younger yeah. or, or right. some of the other movies that are out right now. And I love the fact that they had Easter eggs all over this movie. Oh, it's great! From the original, yeah. great, loved it. The uh, when he uh, when he put the his first victim under the ghost uh, the ghost sheet. Yep, yeah. that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, the the scene where and and you know if you haven't seen this yet. Go see it. Turn off our podcast. Go see it and come back and listen because right. I think we want. I want to discuss the entirety of the. Okay, movie. here we yeah, go. I was just spoiler about to ask, alert. I was about to ask about spoilers and uh, like water. Pause the podcast right now. Go watch. Go it. watch. Come <laughs> back and listen. I think all three of us would agree it's a movie you should go watch as a horror yes. fan for sure. Um, because it is a great. It is a great a great uh, movie in, in my opinion you're going to be uh, impressed with what I give this movie uh, so you know you know, I, I'm pretty stingy about my uh, stars so mm-hmm. um, but uh, when uh, Laurie when he throws Laurie Stor- Strode out that window mm-hmm. and then he uh, Michael Myers looks down and she's gone yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well great. no see and that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly it those those little Easter eggs that you see in the original movie that, mm-hmm. that come back <laughs> in this and again I, I I love the fact that they kind of held true to there's no mystic thing about Michael Myers. Right. He's just a, a he became the 
the the the figure again. Right. Yeah. And just older. Exactly. And he's the exact same way, you know. No. So so you go back to Dr. Loomis and it's like that but you have these podcasters or these doctors that are so obsessed about <laughs> right. yeah. I want to see what he's thinking. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, the other Easter egg that I really liked was the, you know, the beginning of the movie the, the original Halloween, you see the doctor driving up to the mental institution and you see all these wandering mental patients and yep. they do, they recreate that in the second Halloween too where, with the bus crash and there's all the mental patients kind of wandering around yep. and it's that, you know, the boy gets out and looks. And I think my favorite part is they stay true to, like, I love a horror movie where you're kind of rooting for the villain, mm-hmm. whether it be because he's got a sad backstory or because the people he's killing are pretty unlikable. Like, you go to the original movie, Lori's friends are awful. They're teasing her about being a nerd. They're teasing about, teasing her about not having a date to the dance. They're right. just, they're awful, awful friends, and you're really not all that sad when they die. Right. And then the second one, you know, Jay, he, or, I'm sorry, uh, Michael Myers kills some pretty awful, those journalists are just horrible, self-serving. Oh, yeah. Ter- yeah, the investigative <laughs> journalists that um, pay the $3,000 for the interview, and they say it right in their in their dialect. They're saying, oh, gosh, uh, investigative journalists don't pay for interviews. Well, they do, because they're they're just terrible, self-serving, <laughs> you know, pieces That's of, right. you know, whatever. You know, and he kills... He, Kills the um, psychiatrist who's become super obsessed with with death mm-hmm. and you know what does it feel like to kill someone? He kills uh, poor Allison's uh, Allison's friend who tries well, the, who's the friend's own friend that well, tries to take advantage of Allison being vulnerable because her boyfriend's a jerk. Exactly and like, oh. the quote unquote nice guy. The nice yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean that's a that's a thing in the in in slasher yeah. movies is you do kind of like some of these people are are kind of awful it's yeah. kind of a formula you're rooting for him a little bit but, but they did it really well in yeah this. You know, i agree they really did a, a great uh job of of yeah. yeah the people he killed you were like eh, you know yeah. <laughs> i did so, kind of like the ending oh yeah. my goodness i, I like yeah. the way it's setting up for possibly something uh, a twist on halloween itself right uh-huh. no the the uh the ending was was great now Bloomhouse uh, apparently does not have the last I've read did not have the rights to produce a sequel to this. Oh. So um, the fact that it's been so successful, I think w- they'll definitely get get. You know, Bloomhouse is one of the biggest names in horror these days. So I'm sure they're going to fix that. And 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 but uh, I read an article that they did not uh, technically have the rights to produce a. Uh, a sequel to Halloween, uh, at least when it came out. So I, I don't know if that's been rectified yet or not. But if they did, I, I think they need to bring back Green, Fraley, and McBride to write the second one. Oh, absolutely! The, 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 this writing team was fantastic. They they did just great things with the uh, with the slasher genre, you know, and with the with the formulas like mm-hmm. what what Sarah was saying with uh, you know the. You know, you kind of hated some these people, and, and it was just subtle enough where, you know, it wasn't You like, still want Lori to get a revenge, oh yeah. but you're really not all that, you know, you're not sobbing because yeah. these these people are <laughs> Some people got held. in the way there, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's what, what made a great slasher flick is, is that you don't watch these movies for the conflict of the characters. Right. Uh, but you, you have one protagonist and one antagonist and all these people that are the gray mm-hmm. in between. Right. Right. But they're 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 just secondary characters. So you have the two main characters and this one kind of it, it evolved that because there were multiple. It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, they either lean the the bad side or they lean the really good side, and there's yeah. all this in between, which was really cool to me. Oh, exactly. Uh, and and I think you know taking and throwing out the sequels was a fantastic move. Yep. Um, I thought from Halloween two, uh, it, it, it took the story in the wrong direction by making Michael Myers Laurie Strode's sister. I thought that was a bad move yeah. right away. Uh, my sister actually stabbed me with a fork once. I mean, that happens. That's not scary for your sibling to hate you, you know? I mean, the original one was scary because Michael Myers showed up, became fixated on Laurie Strode. I mean, you know, a terrifying real life thing happened like that right here in Wisconsin. That that made it terrifying, you know? Uh, If I tried to stab my sister, she'd be like, yeah, I I ripped the head off his battle armor He-Man in 1983. I'm sure he's still upset, you know? (laughs) But someone you don't know comes out of nowhere and obsesses about you, tries to kill you. That's scary. And they, you know, they they kept that. And they were able to, to take it back to there by throwing out all those sequels. And you didn't have... Um, and I think this there's a precedent to this because um, you know when you've got a when you've got a story that spans multiple authors and goes over many years, you know comic books do this all the time. You know uh, the Spider-Man that kids read about today is completely different from the Spider-Man I read about in the '80s. Um, I, I think keeping the first film though uh, and making this essentially Halloween two was brilliant, and it worked in so many facets to make this a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have, you didn't have to worry about, and they, they actually make fun of it. They're like, well, isn't that his sister? And, and they're like, no, that was just a story someone made out. <laughs> you know? They actually say that it was great. Yeah. I, I mean, so it, it allows you to like kind of throw out all of some of the, and some of the entries into, into the Halloween series were just not good. And no. you're going to have that or when you have a series that goes on this long. You yeah. Know? It was uh, there was one of them. I think it was like number Five or six, he was from some sort of cult. Yes, say, that's t- Halloween six, <laughs> exactly. And and you know they they did that to try to explain why he's you know getting up after getting stabbed multiple times. Yeah, stuff, well, you know? you know when he was six years old, he was part of this cult, so he became this invincible. Yeah, figure. exactly. I mean, and that's the kind of thing they just threw out, which yeah. was which was a a great move. Um, I think that was very smart for them to do that. Uh, really helped the uh, the the story in, in this one, in my opinion. So. Um, I th- I thought they did uh, they, they 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 did a re- some really good things with some of the slasher tropes. Uh, you know the the final girl. Uh, they had three of them. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> and, uh, you know the nice guy, which we talked about. Uh, problem with characters having cell phones when your cell phone's at the yeah. bottom of a bowl of cheese dip. You really can't be warned about Michael Myers. <laughs> so. I, th- I thought it, it did a lot of great things that way. It was it was really good. I I think my favorite part of the movie is at the end because it's it's such a classic thing that happens in movie. You know, you're counting on one of your protagonists to kill to kill the bad guy, and it's I think it's uh, Judy Greer pay, plays Karen, the daughter who got taken away when mm. she was 12. You know, yep. she's down. She's got her her gun pointed at where she knows Michael's going to come up, and she starts you know, trembling and like, I can't do it. Mom, come and help me. Mom, come. And then he appears and she just, she's like, gotcha. Like she's just pretending to be, I, I loved that. Cause you see that so often. It's like, really? You've got to this distress, point. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. I really loved that. That was a great, uh, mm-hmm. and, and how it was a trap for him. Not like, mm-hmm. like they, like he's trapped in there with them. They're yeah. Not, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I agree. I, for me, I gave it a three and a half. Yeah. I give this four stars. That's probably your uh, highest rating I loved ever. it. Uh, I, I think, you know, I haven't, honestly haven't been real impressed with the, a lot of the Halloween series. Um, last week I said Nightmare on Elm Street was a superior slasher series. Uh, 
I think that if they'd have gone this direction in 1991, it would have been the superior slasher series to any of the other ones. Um, it is a great reboot of this franchise. It doesn't just throw away what the original accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 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 a really great slasher film for 2019. You know, it does something. It, it takes that genre and brings it into 2019 um, in, in a way that uh, you know you, you couldn't just do by by bringing out another sequel to making it Halloween. H forty four zero or something. <laughs> I think the only thing that that anything after Halloween three just made Danielle Harris the new scream queen for the nineties. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, she started out as what a nine year old kid, and you yeah. know, she grew up. She was in the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. that's true too. And you know his his uh, take on it. And I guess I'd have to watch him again. I remember not hating those I, I thought they were okay but I, I think they suffered from you know we talked about like over explanation of 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 uh, the origin of the character yeah but, but then it, Rob Zombie did the explanation of okay so Lori was actually the sister but she was a toddler when Michael was because Michael was six in the original right. and right. he was 10 or 11 maybe 12. Yeah, ex- right. He was well. He, he was, was supposed to be six in yeah. the original. I, and I, yeah, in, in, exactly. in Rob Zombies, he was supposed to be twelve. I, I I'm, I'm, not clear, and I don't remember it very but, well. But so. he made the explanation that Lori is Michael's brother, and right. she was put up for adoption. Whereas you're right, in the original, there was no storyline of Lori being anything Zero. related. Absolutely not. It, this was a stranger that came out of nowhere, saw her putting a key in one of her, her dad was a realtor or something like that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So put her, the, put the key in the, and, and then just fixated on her for the rest of the movie. That's mm-hmm. scary. You know? Oh yeah. Um, and I would I, like to know how he learned how to drive though. I mean, you go to prison <laughs> when you're, or mental institution when you're six, you get out when you're 21 and you manage to drive all the way to Haddonfield, <laughs> Illinois. And I think we learn about that in number six. You do. <laughs> you actually do. You're right. You, they explain that in number six. Not satisfactorily. No, I don't, I don't think so. It's not, it's not worth it to uh, to watch that no. to find out. No. But What would uh, you give it out of a five? I would give it three. I don't think... I think the original one, as far as its cinematography, it's scarier. Michael just kind of subtly appears in the background. You're like, oh gosh, there he is. And this one isn't, isn't as scary. And if I'm going to rate it as a, a horror movie... Um, I, I would give it a three, but it's a jef- definitely more enjoyable viewing experience. It's it's funnier, you know. The special effects are greater, you know. And um, he uh, stomps on the doctor's head, and you know, just like <laughs> turns it into pulp. It's you know, it's it's wonderful. Um, but I, I give it a three. Give it three. Yeah, three. So you got a four out of three and a half. Yeah. They, it's a rock solid movie. Go out and rent it. I mean, it's it is yeah. fantastic. I think um, other than the original, this is the best entry into the Halloween series that agreed. There, there has I agree, hundred percent. I mean, I really think so. I mean, you can't beat the original, but if you were going to do something to the original, do this. Absolutely, they, they really did a fantastic job. Stuff coming out of Bloomhouse these days is just amazing. I'm very. Should impressed we talk about now. the email we got the other day? Sure. We we uh, we got a contact at Bloomhouse, so maybe we'll. Uh, We'll we'll have them on the uh, podcast in the future here. Maybe we can ask them if they've got the uh, maybe some the producers, yeah. maybe some directors, mm-hmm. maybe yep. even some actors from Bloomhouse, yeah, which would be so. pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> so, Sarah, awesome. since you're our guest, um, and and Andy talks a lot about that, they, they, you lean more towards the really violent type movies. So, I do. So, so what, I guess, what have you watched recently, or things that have come out that you just really yeah. enjoyed? 
probably the most recent thing I watched was the rest of the I Spit on Your Grave um, series. And, you know, I know I think you guys talked about a little bit, you know, like slasher horror versus uh, torture porn. Right. And, you know, I, I really do love a great revenge story. Right. And I think that, um, you know, when you delve into something that's so terrible to get over and there's nothing that can fix or ease your pain except for taking your pound of flesh, you know, and exacting your revenge. And, and, you know, I don't care if it's in ridiculous, you know, campy, horrific ways. It's, I think it's wonderful. So I, I really, I really love that. But, um, I think some of my favorite horror movies are ones that, uh, make you uncomfortable to be alone in the house and you know so stuff like that for me is like the conjuring uh the first one that did that for me actually is a just a terrible early 90s horror movie called dr giggles and it's yeah yeah he is uh it's it's got the guy from law and order he was kind of yeah larry drake and you know he's the he's the doctor's kid and he you know there's there's a scene in there where he reaches through um, open basement stairs and grabs the lady's leg as she's going upstairs. I don't think I could go down in the basement without somebody co- accompanying me <laughs> for 10 years. You, know, and you just, go first. Yeah, but um, so I, I do I do like the more you know, violent things because so, if it's revenge related, you know, not la- just... Last week we talked about Wes Craven and we were kind of, I was wondering if you'd seen Last House on the Left. You said you had. Yeah, and, and, you and said the you remake. Really liked yep. it. Yeah. You like them both, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, see, I, that that was my question though. Mm-hmm. Is that I believe Wes Craven had some a uh, little hand in the remake. Yeah. Um, because that scene is just as brutal in the remake as it is in the original. Right. Uh, it really is. It, it's hard, hard to watch. It but. is. It is. But boy, at the end, you know, when the dad. Um, <laughs> the guy wakes up and there's the dad who's got the microwave that doesn't work and you know it's just it's it's so so great you know obviously I like rooting for you know rooting for the bad guys and I guess when you kind of decide to take the law into your own hand I guess you're technically considered the bad guy but I, I love that yep <laughs> uh, what else I watched the movie I watched an anthology yeah, what, what was this called? It's called Holidays. Holidays, okay. Yeah, an anthology on Netflix. I'll, I'll say the it's two and a half out of five, okay. but it was fun. It was entertaining. You had uh, multiple directors, including Kevin Smith, oh, Gary Shore, on. Sarah Adina Smith, and a lot more. There's Valentine's Day, which has something to do with the teacher crush. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. St. Patrick's Day. That one was really weird. Uh, the Easter... I don't think people uh, that are religious will are going to like that. One. They will be completely. Offended I can imagine because they combine the two things about Easter together sure. and mash it up. Uh, okay. I, I won't get into it. St. Patrick, uh, yeah, St. Patrick's Day was weird. Mother's Day, it's like a Handmaid's Tale. Oh, interesting. Was, it was interesting. Uh, Father's Day was creepy, very simple, but creepy as hell. Uh, the Halloween, that's the one that Kevin Smith directed. It's got okay. his daughter, uh, Harley Quinn Smith, yeah. named her after her. That a, comic book you, character? You know he's okay. a comic book guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christmas one, Seth Green. It's actually really fun. It's about oh. every year there's that, that one electronic that comes out that everybody has to have. So that's, yeah. what, that's what the story has. And then uh, the New Year's Eve one. <laughs> Phenomenal <laughs> twist on that one. Oh, that's a lot of uh, movies in one anthology. That, that it is. But on Netflix? Re- yeah, it's 
called Holidays. It's a great movie. It's fun. I'm not going to give it a really high score just yeah. because some of it's kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah, you have that in an anthology, though, you know. I mean, it's, it's gory, too. It's got yeah. some gore to it. Yeah. Huh. But fun. I'll have to check it out. Anything else? Uh, well, do we want to talk about The Headhunter? Or do we want to save that for next week? We've only been going for 27 minutes. We're All good. right. Well, I, let's talk about the headhunter a little bit. So, oh wait, yes. Now we're going to see head, us disagree. Head, yeah. yeah, this is the debate. Go ahead. Yeah. Please. So the headhunter is a. Uh, I recommend you see this film one time. It's very short. It's like 72 minutes long. Um, I I was riveted the, the entire time. I wasn't bored once. Everyone I've uh, I've uh, heard talk about this movie uh, uses the same word to describe it uh, Skyrim it has a very <laughs> Skyrim like atmosphere which is one of Sarah's favorite games mm-hmm. um, I know what Skyrim is Sorry. it's a video game oh, where you, you're like uh, in, in medieval sort of times and uh, there's magic and dragons and things like that uh, this movie has uh, you know everybody talks about the world building in this movie too um, which is done in a very short period of time there's uh, this kind of like like strange gel that heals this guy. It's like a magic thing. Uh, the, the, the point, I guess the synopsis in the movie is this guy uh, lives out in the, in, in some kind of medieval world with his uh, daughter, his daughter somehow gets killed and he takes it upon himself to uh, by monsters, like uh, literally like actual monsters, werewolves, that kind of thing. Uh, oh, they're okay. like these beasts that, uh, that uh, I, I don't know exactly what's going on but uh there's this horn this like war horn that blows and then he picks up his his weapons and his armor and he goes to fight these monsters and they never actually show the fighting going on but he returns with their heads and so like he'll he'll post this head on it on his wall it's kind of like a werewolf head there's like kind of a troll head um and after some of these battles he's like horribly maimed by these by these beasts or monsters and he has this kind of like uh like tar like salve that he puts on himself and it seems to like almost instantly hurt uh heal him um and i think uh you know what i like about it is it doesn't like overly explain things at all you get to think about this a little bit um and uh i think you know it 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 kind of it, it shows you this world that uh they've created that and it doesn't really explain a lot of there's a scene with a troll that i think is really great that he just sees this this troll walking by and you know that there's just like some crazy monsters in this world uh film costs thirty thousand dollars it costs like less than sarah's car (laughs) and uh i was really impressed with what they were able to do here and i'm sarah i think you have some different different opinions about it i you know i'm all for uh leaving a little bit to the imagination and, you know, like drawing your own conclusions, but I'm also not in, you know, I'm not a child who needs to develop my imagination and, and creative brain. Uh, I want a little bit more explained. They don't explain how the daughter died. You assume it's from a monster because he's going and killing all these monsters. Um, in the, in the film, it shows you where he's getting the information where these monsters are for him to hide, but you don't know why he's been given that information. It's just, it's, it's uh, too much to left to be guessing to that. It takes me a little bit out of the film. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, it's, it's slow moving like every single other movie with, um, with only one main actor that doesn't, you know, like, you know, like the, what is it? The 127 hours, you know, castaway. Mm -hmm. It's just, very little dialogue it's a little slow moving and then you know at the end when he's fighting you know like his worst nightmare uh the special effects not so special (laughs) and it it was it was laughable i was laughing 
and it it was it was not it was I, not scary. I mean, it's a, it's a $30,000 film. Sure. But, you yeah. know, uh, I, I think what they were able to do with it, uh, you'll be shocked that that's all, all that it cost. Um, and and I, was, I, I, don't I, think, I don't think I would watch it again. I, I think if you watch this multiple times, if you watched it 10 times, you would find all sorts of things to not like about it. And maybe you uh, paid more attention or I drank more beers that night. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, <laughs> it, I, it might be the difference <laughs> between men and women, too. Like, I want answers. I want, you know, how do you, how do you know how to make this salve? How do you, who yeah. is that guy that's telling you? How do you know that these right. are, you know, how do you know which which monster is the one that killed your daughter? How do you, you know, I yeah. I want more things answered so that I can just relax and enjoy the movie. It's a guy with the arrow over his head that has a quest, of course. That's, that's <laughs> oh, <who. geez. laughs> like Skyrim. It's like just Skyrim. like Skyrim, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I liked it. Uh, I don't know. I give it three stars. I don't know what you'd give it. That's one. not bad. You give, I give one, it one star. Really? I one for the for the semi twist at the end. That if you know if you're okay. kind of paying attention in the movie, I don't think it's much of a twist. But yeah. you know if you've had a couple beers or gotten up to go to the bathroom <laughs> during the movie, you might miss that and it might surprise you. No, I, I think I, I give it three stars. I thought I thought it was entertaining. If you're a, a horror movie fan uh, and a fan of Skyrim, I th- <laughs> although. My wife is both of those, and she didn't like it. I, I, I think you'll like it, though. I, I think it, it, watch it one time. I think if you if you watch this movie over and over, you could find all sorts of flaws with it, and right. you, it, it, it wouldn't. But it's I enjoyed it for what it was uh, the one time I saw it. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just yeah. that one watch thing. I mean, to me, I can watch I Spit on Your Grave once. Once, <laughs> right. right. Um and it's like, wow, okay, I know what happens here, so I, I can't watch that again. Look away. I'm not very voyeuristic when it comes to that. But anyways, um, yeah, I think for next week, uh, we'll, we'll do a couple of more. Sorry, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, by the thank way. you for um, having me. It was a blast. Mother, Mother's Day is coming up, so happy Mother's Day to all your moms out there. I've got plans to go see Endgame. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know. I'm actually kind of really interested because I didn't get in, into Marvel until uh, Infinity War. Okay. And then I watched Infinity War, then I watched Black Panther, and then I'm like, I'm hooked, kind of. <laughs> I don't want to go back and watch all the rest of them. But, yeah, I've definitely uh, been invested since, from the beginning, um, but uh, I just don't have three hours. I, we usually go to movies at like 10 o'clock at night, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I've, I was thinking about seeing it the other night. I'm like, do I really want to be up to one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't even want to do that. <laughs> no. um, I am going to focus my weekend other than that on shutter i'm gonna see okay. what i can find on Great. there um I, I just looking at that list i'm just i want to see mandy yeah i've oh. seen i've seen it have you watched it mm-hmm. yeah. did, we, did you see that we did, did we yeah. both watch you roped me into watching a nicholas cage movie yeah, and i'm sorry nicholas if there's cage nicholas cage fan. fans out there but not a, not a fan of the movie <laughs> no not i should a fan. check it out i think nicholas cage kind of ruins it oh, but okay. i think it's a good I think you, you got to know yeah. going into it that your Nicholas Cage is going to be Nicholas Cage in this movie. Yes. Uh, very campy, very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I, 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 hey, I really liked um, <laughs> a Vampire's Kiss. I don't know if you ever Love seen it. that movie. He, he is way over the top, Nicholas oh, Cage. Yeah. Some Where people he said he was. Yeah, it puts in the fake teeth. It's, I love that movie. But so I'm a Nicholas Cage fan. But um, I just didn't. I felt it was maybe overhyped, and I, I didn't get. Uh, 
I don't know. We can we can talk about it next week. You yeah. definitely watch it, and, I, and I'll. We'll, There's we'll some talk about things it next that week. He, that he's really enjoyable in, yeah. like uh, Wild at Heart. Great, he's yeah. great in that. Sure, but he destroyed the remake of Wicker Man, which oh is a my classic. Gosh. Totally. The first, first Wicker Man is a, such a fantastic, so good. Movie. Oh, it's a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm hoping that's on there so I can just sit here and binge watch yeah. all oh, these classic great. movies. I believe it is actually. So, so I, I what do you think about for next week? Um, I'm gonna have to delve into Shutter maybe myself. I uh, I I don't know. I can't think of anything in uh, the theater that I want to see. I'm gonna have to take a look at what's out there. I don't have anything prepared really. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so we'll wing we'll it like we normally yeah, do. Yeah, we'll wing it like we normally do. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you for right. listening to episode 11 of the Horrorphoria podcast. Make sure you go like us on Facebook. Check out our website horrorphoria.com. Sarah, again, thank you for coming in. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. All right.